but it was still kind of inconsiderate to leave him stranded in the rain. It's not the greatest neighbourhood, and he could have been hurt. He sighed and said, With the threats and him being on probation, he no longer works here. Just try not to be an arsehole in relation to your co-workers. A few workers at the office have commented that I'm the jerk for ignoring Ted and getting him rolled up, which then got him fired. Am I the arsehole on this? Hello. Oh. No. You can't even have the decent common courtesy to refer to somebody by that actual name. Then um, I'm not surprised they deserve to be ignored. If you think it's funny by referring to someone as a name other than theirs and they don't like it, you stop. Yes. Even if you think it's funny, you then don't lace your emails with profanity. No, absolutely. When you're on probation. And he'd been warned. I mean, it's yeah. been going on for quite a while and he'd been warned and told, I'm going to ignore you. Yep. And even then he still couldn't bring himself to use his actual name. And I understand that Jack is a derivative of John, but that doesn't make it right. No. He still doesn't want it. I think it might be a little bit over the top because the guy lost his job, but... I think he lost his job through his own. Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Arseholery. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Is that the word you were looking for? It wasn't the word I'm looking for, but it's a fine word. It's a word that'll do. <laughs> um, now to the comments. Um, this person's deleted their username account, so I don't know who this is, so deleted. Not the arsehole. Ted got himself fired. You didn't force him to swear, make threats, and he could have asked the company for a reimbursement on the cab fare. I don't know why people think they're entitled to favours. And what was he asking for was a personal favour, not something that's part of your job requirements, and asking it for people are being disrespectful to. See, I think it must have been part of his job requirement because it was... No, I think it was purely the fact that he was he worked late in the office sometimes and therefore Same. he was still, like, clocked in. thing is, if I was dropping off a rental car and I wanted someone to pick me up, firstly I would ask them rather than email and going, pick me up. Yeah. But then... I would also check to make sure they got the email and they were doing it. And I'd pick up the phone to them and go, oh, is that And then I'd make other arrangements because they weren't going to do it. Well, to be honest, I think generally, especially in a work situation like that, mm. you would have pre-booked a taxi. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you? The work would pay for it. Most workplaces have got a preferred taxi firm that they use. I know our place certainly does. If I was going somewhere and dropping a car off and expecting to have to make my way back to the office to pick up my own car, yeah. I would totally say booking a taxi cab with the, the firm's company so it wouldn't even cost me a penny he was uh, just being an arsehole car help 2017 <laughs> says yeah does uber not exist in op's location there are no buses the guy doesn't have any other friends he can call he seriously has no other way than op to get to the office and he just drops off a rental car in the rain before confirming his pickup usually a check-in text or phone call or waiting until the pickup actually arrives that's bananas this person probably wouldn't last five minutes where i work because we're not in the habit of hand-holding adults we should be able to get from point A to point B. Agreed. The wrath of Groth. <laughs> the wrath of Groth. The wrath of Groth. Yeah. The wrath of Groth. With an attitude like his, I'm not surprised there weren't other people willing to do him a favour. Emmy Mame says to add, it feels like a total power move by Ted on OP. Why ask him, considering their relationship? Um, mildly aroused. <laughs> no, mildly arousedly. That's all it was. He was making a play for dominance. And I think that is definitely it. He he was power tripping, wasn't yep. he? Watch me put this person in their place. I'm not going to call them by the name. I'm going to boss them around. I'm going to lose my job. Oh, <laughs> shit. Trisha Militia says, I'm still wondering why OP was a designated driver at all. Not the arsehole. Thought to fly says, this guy doesn't have any other friends he can call. That was a quote. Guys like Ted don't have friends. They only have people who endure them. If Ted called one of those, they would demand compensation in some way. 
Plus, Ted saw OP as a resource, not as a person. He concluded that he was entitled to tell John that John was to be there waiting for him because only Ted mattered. No, could I trouble you or would it be possible? It was, I need a ride, you give me that ride, you be there waiting. Yeah, Zach Honeybee says, not the arsehole. What is that dude's problem? Why on earth would he think it's okay to not call you by your actual name, especially when you repeatedly asked? The dude sounds like a massive arsehole and I'm happy for you that he no longer works at your company. Mm-hmm. Jersey Keebs, what is that dude's problem? I don't see why he even asked OP to do him a favour. See you there for a lift back to the office. Really? OP says he doesn't work directly with Ted, so why should OP be put into the position of driving? Who knows where to pick him up? Unless OP's senior position is shuttle driver, then Ted was completely out of line on multiple counts. That's when we find out OP is actually a bus driver for the company. (laughs) (laughs) Chateau Termite says, I had an employee like this about two years ago. Everything seemed fine for her first couple of days. There was another employee she decided to bully the exact same way. And it clearly wasn't a mistake. She was calling a female employee by a male name that starts with the same letter after being corrected many times, along the lines of Albert rather than Angie. She even did it in emails. This wasn't even done in a subtle way. After about a week of this, I sat the bully down one-on-one, I'm the manager of the group, by the way, and asked her why she insisted on calling this employee the wrong name. She denied everything, even while I was holding the emails in my hand. I kind of stammered, um, I've got a lot of evidence to the contrary, so please knock it out. She went back to her desk, worked another hour or so, then quietly collected her things and sent an email to HR saying that she was resigning because of poor treatment from management. And that was that. Some people are baffling. I don't know. Laugh out loud. <laughs> that yeah. is pretty baffling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I never done that. It's the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Smarty. Lady Smarty. Lady Smarty said, um, not the arsehole, OP. If you do X, then I'll do Y. Ted does X. OP does Y. Ted. Pikachu face. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry Bomb says, came here to say this is all that needs to be said. Perfect response. Not the arsehole. XCal2 says, I did the same thing when a co-worker decided it'd be funny to address me as millennial instead of by my name. Nope. (laughs) No fair weathers. People do realise millennials can be as old as their early to mid-30s right now. Now, I actually claim to be a millennial. I was going to say... 42. That's the reason I left this bit in. <laughs> this whole chunk I left in purely because we've been having the discussion recently about being a millennial or a Generation X. Yeah. Or what, what other ones would this... Generation Y, Generation, generation Z, y. Generation Alpha. Yeah, well, you're not Alpha, obviously, because you're not Alpha now. Um, <laughs> No, I was just saying that the interesting... Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so I class myself as... I was born in 78, so officially Generation X, but close enough to millennial because I'm tech-savvy and grew up with the internet. You see, I'm tech-savvy and grew up with the internet. However, I am definitely Generation X. Uh, you're older than me. People do realise millennials <laughs> could be as old as they're early to mid-30s right now. <laughs> nice way to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous to use that term as a description for someone when we're grown adults and the term is very well linked to being a naive child. Yes. I'm not a naive Are child. Are you a naive child? Oh, I'm Generation X. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old Generation X. <laughs> I don't laugh at this. I'm talking about this with my daughter who is a Generation Z. No, Generation Alpha. Generation Alpha, is she? Generation Alpha. So she's a teenager, basically, a young teenager. Um, and she was saying about how the, the phrase, very well at the moment, is saying, OK, boomer, to anyone who's older than them. 
And I said, you know, you can't say that to me, I'm Generation X, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and to be honest, though, I said, because I'm Generation X, if you said it to me, I'd be like, ah, eh, can't be asked getting annoyed about it because I'm Generation X. Slacker generation, you can't be asked. Yep. And if you said it to a baby boomer, they wouldn't understand what it meant anyway. Well, I said that. So if you said it to nanny and granddad, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Brickberry has said, at my last job, I got to watch a grand Karen call my 48-year-old boss a millennial because he refused to give her a refund for food she'd already eaten. It just means someone younger than me is disagreeing with me or doing something I don't understand at this point. I have to say, I hate this whole Karen thing. Mm, poor Karens. Poor Karens. And also, you know, there's plenty of male Karens out there. What are we going to call them? Kevin? You no. never hear about the Kevins. You do. They're called Chads. No. I yeah. thought Chads were meant to be the, the boys that the incels wanted to be. Mm, I thought Karen and Chad was on the same. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. You're Jeff, wrong. You're naive man, <laughs> Did you ever read about the uh, the female chads? No. There we go. Uh, I suppose so. Uh, DJH says, or uh, quotes, people do realise millennials can be as old as their early to mid-30s now, right? And says, if you're going by the dates they use for the market research headlines you see, for example, Goldman Sachs, the oldest millennials start turning 40 next year. Pour off, DJH. Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm a redhead that reads Reddit. And I'm here with producer Dan. Hello. You can follow me on Twitter at Redhead Reddit or find me on Reddit, user Redhead Reads Reddit. And we should point out today we are joined by a Merlin, the cat. Oh, he's very affectionate right now. Yeah, which is really unusual. So if you hear any purring or things get knocked over, that'll be him because he's like a bear. Yes, it's brilliant because he keeps um, he keeps walking underneath the table that your laptop's on. Yep. Um, and the table is wobbling <laughs> all over the place. And I said it's like, it's very reminiscent of the film Jaws when they're on the boat and the shark goes underneath it and the whole boat rocks all over the place. <laughs> I should point out for those listening that when I say table, it is a put-you-up table that was bought from Arles back in the day. It's a really which, shit which table. Which you hate. I hate it. I um, hate it so much. It wobbles with the slightest breeze, much less when a yeah. massive cat is trying to bounce cat, off it. Fat cat Merlin goes underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have two stories today and both of them are very focused on um, colleagues, and specifically colleagues being arseholes. Yes. If you've ever worked, full stop, <laughs> you'll probably recognise some of these. <laughs> <laughs> Any workplace at all. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first one is from Mumsnet, and it's from Sabre, uh, which is Sabre? Sabre. S-A-R-B-R-3. So, yeah. It could be that S-A-R-B-R-1 and 2 were taken. It could be. favourite joke two. on usernames. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an, am I being unreasonable? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm, I'm really wearing my voice now because we... <laughs> I had a load of friends around this afternoon for a bake-off, as you do. Uh, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you do. Um, and in that, we were talking about podcasting and saying about how I can't help but put my telephone voice on as soon as I start recording. Yep. So this is not my normal voice. It's not. Your normal voice is not that much different, to be fair. But you do adopt a rather plummy... Plummy. Plummy voice when you're doing this. <laughs> I'll try and be more scouse. <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Whereas me, I'm just my normal guttural Essex self. So. Hi, guys, I'm new here. <laughs> oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> That's not my normal voice. <laughs> so, <clears throat> back to the story. Hi, guys, I'm new here, and I haven't posted yet, but I need some advice for my dilemma. My work is an hour's drive away. And quite tricky, but not impossible to get to via public transport. A girl started on my team in September last year and asked if I could take her to and from work every now and then as she had a driving test booked in. 
Fast forwards nearly six months and she has failed three tests. She now completely relies on me for lifts and I receive a text every evening, usually at 11pm, oh, I'll be well asleep by then, asking if I can bring her in. She hasn't had any lessons, she just practices with her partner. She pays me, but not as much as I ask her for, and it's usually a lump sum on payday, which amounts to less than we have agreed. On top of this, there have been two occasions where I've not been able to bring her in last minute, and she has rung in sick to work, saying that she feels physically too weak to get the train. I've tried to speak to her about feeling pressure to get her into work, but she hasn't picked up the hint. She's quite defensive, and I'm sure that if I say I no longer want this responsibility, she will argue that I'm going that way anyway, because I do pass her house. But it's taking a real toll on me, as this journey is my wind-down time, and I do feel pressure to work my plans around her. I'm torn between being straight with her and ending all lifts, as I think even just saying two a week would become more than that. Or lying and saying I'm moving house. I rent at the moment, so it's not too unbelievable. Obviously, I don't feel comfortable lying, but I think I need to put my own well-being first, and this is really getting me down. I wouldn't mind, but she has never got public transport in, and we have nothing in common to talk about. She's actually rather opinionated. And also, why would you take a job you can't get to? I'm sorry, rant over. It's just really getting me down. I need reassurance that I'm not being a complete bitch for not wanting to do it anymore. Advice on how to get out of this situation. Just as an add-on, I told her to get lessons two months ago and wait to rebook her test. As far as I know, she's made no effort to find a driving instructor. Hmm. To the comments. To the comments. <laughs> okay. So the first comment is from El Quinto Conyo, which says, uh, text, as of Monday, I can no longer drive you to or from work. You'll have to make other arrangements. If she starts wheeling, just repeat, I'm sorry, but this doesn't work for me anymore, and stick to it. Don't waver. You owe her no further explanations. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Um, Granny Weatherwax's broomstick, I love the username, <laughs> you are not being a bitch. You're right. It is mad to take a job you can't get to. If you don't want to give her a lift, it sounds as though you're going to have to be direct and to the point. Choosy fuckers don't take hints. Just tell her that as of next week, or whenever suits you, you can't give her a lift. Don't get into a discussion about it, because choosy fuckers always try to find a way around you. Yep. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yep. Shocks Fordian says, why would she need to pass her test when she has her own chauffeur? She's taking the piss. Text her and say, sorry, but I can't give you any more lifts. No need to explain. Yeah, what's that lovely phrase that you always use? No is a complete sentence. Oh, I like that. I like that. Loka Androidow says, just tell her you can't do it anymore. If she presses you, just say that you have personal issues and you don't want to talk about it. Andwin's girl says, God, fuck this. Please don't feel obliged to keep doing this. I totally get what you mean about needing the wind down time. I recently took a colleague to work for a week and it was fine. But it wouldn't have been beyond then. Honestly, don't even feel like you have to make an excuse. No, we shouldn't have to for your own car. No. Apollo and Daphne, why have you been letting her off with not paying the agreed amount? I will be telling her that as she's been taking the piss for six months, she's no longer getting a lift. When she texts tonight to ask, just say no. Say no every time from now on. Me Time in Progress says, there seems to be a lot of this going around. Giving someone daily lifts like this would drive me insane. Give her one week's notice and end the agreement. I assume she's an adult, so she could find her own way to work. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yep. Broken Wing has said, It's Wednesday. Tell her that come Monday, you can't do any more and stick to it. Send the text now so that she's got time to make alternative plans before Monday. 
And Nevermore Lenore says, if she was paying on time and you got on well with her, then I'd say, why not, since you aren't going out of your way? But by not paying you what you're owed and being a pain in the ass, she has CF'd herself out of a lift. Choosy fuckered. Choosy fuckered. Choosy fucked herself out of a lift. <laughs> just saying you can no longer do it from X date and just let us all our own life out. Chamomile tea, please. He said, there have been so many threads from people in your situation. You have every right to stop giving a lift to a choosy fucker. Text her to say you will no longer be able to give her any lifts. You do not need to give a reason. Do you have to see her much during your day at work? Brit in US1 says, just text her and tell her as of Monday you are no longer able to offer lifts. And Cologne4711 says, what happens when you have annual leave? Presumably she manages it then. You could just say no more from next week or tomorrow. Or at worst, stop the arrangement after your next annual leave. No good turn ever goes unpunished. Car sharing makes sense, but it has to work for everyone involved. Magic 7 says, just say that you agree to it because it was only meant to be temporary. But now it's become long term. Unfortunately, she'll have to find other arrangements. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is You don't mind doing it for a short term, but once it becomes long term, it does get in the way. The mm-hmm. amount of times that I leave work and think, oh, I'll just nip into the supermarket on my way home, or I'll just pop to the post office. Yep. You can't do that if you're lift sharing. No. So annoying. Um, Tomblyhoo says, Oh, mate, you've got yourself a choosy fucker. I think it needs knocking on the head. If she can't take the hint and you think she would push any boundaries you try, then you've got to go cold turkey and just stop. Give her a bit of notice and just say, As of blah, blah, I won't be able to give you lifts to and from work. Just giving you notice that you can make alternative arrangements and then try not to be drawn into discussion. This Life 2018 says, As others have said, give her a few days' notice and stop. No need to explain, not your problem. Rainbow Shine, not only are you no longer offering her the lifts, but you expect the shortfall of money due to be paid in full by X date. Now, it's all very well saying that, but... You wouldn't, would you? As a non-confrontational person... Well, the thing is, if you've let it go for that long, if someone said, you know, you owe me 100 quid and you go, and they go, I've got 80, can I pay you that? And you go, yeah. Can't really... Yeah. Becomes harder and harder. Yeah. Cora Peerbright quotes, she has rung in six saying she feels physically too weak to get the train and says, what the actual fuck? And your employer was okay with this? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, and my boss would not be impressed with that as an argument. I'm a bit weak, I can't get the train. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, she goes on to say, isn't one of your New Year's resolutions to visit your elderly relatives early in the morning and take evening classes in Pottery 2, OP? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We built this buffet on sausage roll. <laughs> Great username. Um, why would she need to pass her test when she has her own chauffeur? Definitely this. She can either A, spend time and money on extra practice, lessons and tests, pay to buy herself a car, pay to tax it, MOT it and insure it, pay for all repairs, have to remember to fill it with fuel, charge it and also pay for that, remember to check the tyres and oil etc, have to expend lots of energy and stress in driving it, having to concentrate for two hours a day when unable to use her phone, finding the right, best route, battling through traffic, etc., and finding somewhere to park it, both at home and the workplace, or B, let you do all of that. And in return, give you whatever nominal amount of money she feels like giving you whenever she can be bothered to do so. Just enough to make it justifiable that she isn't massively taking advantage of you, which she obviously is. That's a very difficult dilemma for her. All right. Sausage roll, <laughs> blimey. Euro Millions winner. Oh, I wonder if they are. On a fiver. Euro Millions winner says exactly what El Quinto said. That's it. No apologies, no excuses, no justifications or discussions. It doesn't work for me, so you'll need to make your own arrangements. Long Whiskers, number 14, says, My other half found himself in this situation. A colleague lived around the corner from us and wanted a lift every day. My other half didn't want to do that, so he said he didn't mind driving every now and then as an emergency, 
but driving was the only time he got to himself outside work and home and he didn't want to commit to a permanent arrangement. The colleague eventually got a job closer to home, which is what your colleague should do, OP. If she's struggling to get to your workplace, it's not your responsibility to get her there. Tell her the lifts to stop it from Monday. Jay Ruin says you have to pass her house to get to work anyway. She gives you a bit of money towards the petrol and you're doing your bit for the environment by car sharing. Unpopular opinion, but I think you're being unreasonable. <gasps> and that's the last comment on there. It is? What do you think? Oh, I don't think she's being unreasonable at all. Um, if that were me, I would be saying, actually, you know, I can't do it anymore. And I would cite the fact, I wouldn't cite anything to do with the money, but mm. no, this is me time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't mind every now and then, but quite frankly, I enjoy time in the car on my own. Yes. Especially as it was a short-term agreement. And then I would try and spend it by saying, if you're not getting a lift, hopefully that will give you the momentum and the push you need to pass your fucking driving test. <laughs> I must admit, my commute is not long. I only commute for about 20, 25 minutes each way. But I love that time in the car. I have music on. I sing really loudly and really badly for the entire journey down the motorway. Yep. It's great. And it's a great way to get ready for the day and wind down after a day. It is, yeah. definitely. And also, as I was discussing with my colleagues the other day, um, obviously when you're in work, you, you can't trump. You have to hold <laughs> it in. You've got to hold it all in all right. day because, you know, you're in company. Is that why your car smells funny? <laughs> Probably. So... <laughs> you leave work, you go outside, you get in your car, you turn the radio on nice and loud, you start driving, <laughs> and, and then you you're basically <laughs> wind-powered <laughs> for about the first mile, because you're just like, ah, oh, safe environment. If I was car sharing, I'd have to wait till I got home. That'd oh, we're on that here, walking into a cloud of your guff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling, have you car shared again today? <laughs> My trumps smell like roses, I'll have you know. You don't trump, do you, darling? <laughs> Um, I think the other thing as well <laughs> is um, if you throw it back to your colleague and just say, you know, you've got to get to work on your own. Mm. If she's not going to get on the train, it's all of a sudden that's work's problem. She's going to be gone soon. Yes. It's, um, yeah, I don't think you're being unreasonable at all to tell her to piss off. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Any more you'd like to add to that one? No, I'm, I'm, the only thing I would say is the, the lone voice who said, you know, yes, you're being unreasonable, you go past her house, mm. environmental issues. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but environmental issues would be your colleague taking the job yep. close to her ability to reach it. I can understand and empathise with that in terms of, yeah, for the environment, yes, you're past her, yes, she's giving you some money, but equally, you've got to put yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. The second horrendous co-worker... Yeah. This story is from Reddit. Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read this one? Yeah. Okay. So this is Am I the Arsehole? And again, English, so arsehole, not asshole. Arsehole. I'm just saying. <laughs> Am I the arsehole for ignoring a co-worker who refused to use my actual name? I've worked at my office for eight years. I'm on good terms with management and most of my co-workers. Five months ago, a new guy was hired on a six-month probationary period. I'm not a supervisor, but I'm definitely a senior employee. I call the guy Ted Farrow because he's a dick. I don't get that. As an aside, I don't know who Ted Farrow is. No, I don't know who Ted Farrow is. Did you look it up at all? Google it. No. no. If you Googled it, it might become apparent. I'll tell you what, listeners. Google it. Let us know. <laughs> Lazy Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be an American thing. It must be. Hmm. Supervisor was going around introducing Ted to people, and when he got to me, he said, This is John, and he described my job. Ted said, Hi, Jack. I replied, It's John. Ted said, What? 
and I said, my name's John, not Jack, to which Ted replied, it's close enough for me. Supervisor said his name's John, not Jack, let's move on. This continued for a few months. Despite reminders from supervisors when he referred to me when I wasn't present, and myself, he continued to use the name Jack. I finally told him, you either use my name or I ignore you completely, no matter what the situation is. His response? Sure thing, Jackie boy. Since I don't work with him directly, I figured screw it, and that I'd just ignore him. Recently, he had a two-day business trip that required car rental. I worked late some nights, and Ted came to me and says, Hey Jack, I'll be dropping the rental car off at seven when I get back. See you there for a lift back to the office. They close at six, and there's a drop box for the keys. As promised, I ignored him. (laughs) 7.15 rolls around on the night he's dropping off, and I get a call. I recognised his number, so I ignored it. He called seven more times and then he starts emailing. The first one was along the lines of, Jack, I'm at Enterprise, come pick me up. Emails pour in every five to ten minutes, addressing me as Jack, Jacko, Jackie and Jackie boy. The emails also start being laced with profanity and a couple of threats. I signed out and went home. It was raining, hard. Next morning I saw that Ted had sent a few more emails. I printed them off. At 10am, he storms up to my desk and screams, Where the fuck were you? I told you when to pick me up. I had to take a cab. Do you know how much that cost me? He goes on like that for a bit until his supervisor came in and hauled him away and asked to speak to me. Supervisor says, Ted tells me that you ignored his request for a pickup when he dropped off the rental. He was caught out in the rain. I relayed what happened and showed him the printed emails. I'd highlighted the threats. Supervisor says, I can see why you wouldn't want to spend time around him. DDH85 says, yep, the kids doing Fortnite dancers are in Generation Z at this point. They're too young to be millennials. Source, turning 34 in a few in a few months. No, because millennials is 80 onwards, 1980 onwards. Mm. Uh, Huggles the Merciless. <laughs> Quotes, people do realise millennials can be as old as their early to mid-30s now, right? And says, the people who are using it to insult Generation Z antics sure as fuck don't. <laughs> Puddle of hamster. You couldn't just call him Boomer in response, or Geezer, or my octogenarian friend, or greatest generation. Wait, no, sorry, the one after that. The one that killed the environment through rampant consumerism. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just call him Twat. All right, Twat. (laughs) Um, And that's that. No, I agree with you. Not the arsehole. Definitely not the arsehole. No. No. I, I do find it funny to use different names for people, especially if I know it irks them, but not to the point where it winds them up. See, I but if someone said to me, don't, don't be like, do you know what? It was meant as a joke, but if that's that's fine. I'm I think you have, to, you have to read the expressions because I remember um, one of my old workplaces, somebody used to call me Elaney, which it grates on me. It's like nails down a blackboard. I hate it. I really hate it. But I never said to her, please don't call me that. I did kind of make very comments of her. It's just Elaine. Uh, and laughed it off but yeah. she always did it and it was years of being called Elaney but I never did manage to actually say please don't I really hate it now I know what to call you no I got a load of voice messages now Elaney <laughs> no <laughs> um, and that's all we've got time for it is a rather long episode today it probably won't be by the time I've edited out all of the flags <laughs> rather short episode today <laughs> hold on let me just keep going quite an average sized an episode today average episode <laughs> It's down to all the cocktails we've had. <laughs> it's um, Saturday night, so it's French martini night. Yep. 
And we're on our third cocktail shaker. <laughs> we don't buy don't go by glassy. Don't get my cocktail shakers. <laughs> we're on our seventh jug. <laughs> it's like when you go to the pub and they say, Oh, you know, buy a picture of woo-woo. And you go, Oh, buy one, get one free. Yes, one each. And then they hand you a photo of a woo-woo. And you go, that's not what I pay. Oh, picture of a woo-woo. Oh. Well, that's bad. That's a bad joke <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, <clears throat> please do send me links of things that you think I might enjoy and I might include them. And um, please do also subscribe to the podcast so you get told when a new episode is available. Monday mornings. Monday mornings, normally, yes. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating. Um, and because this is episode 15, we're going to take a short break. An actual planned break this time, rather than the <laughs> random break we had when I was poorly. Um, so we're going to take up a little planned break, just for, just for a week or so. Yep. Um, and then we'll be back with season three. Season three. And then it looks like we know what we're doing, because you'll have two seasons with 15 episodes each. Pretty sure anyone coming to look at it will go like, oh, this person's an expert. No. They've obviously planned that. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> so why not go and listen back to some of the earlier episodes? Because you'll have forgotten all about those, so there'll be a lot of fresh material. Do you know what? I've forgotten all about those as well. My friend said that they yeah. listened to listened to the first episode, the yeah. very British burglary, and was saying about it, and I was like... It's vaguely yes. familiar. <laughs> yeah, vaguely uh-huh. familiar. Yeah, there was a burglar. <laughs> they were British. There was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I might have to listen to some, just so I know what on earth I'm talking about. Sounds good to me. <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> Bye. Bye.